Yeah, yes. I, I think for me that the tragedy is we reshaped what salvation was. Yeah. We reshaped salvation to suit ourselves. Oh, come to Jesus and he'll make your life better. Oh, come to Jesus and put him in your heart. <laughs> and we never really talked about the coming to Christ being an issue of his lordship overall. Wow. And at the point we changed our conversation about what salvation was, is the po point we sealed the decline of our world. Welcome to the end of religious Christianity. If you're truly born again, you've got the joy of the Lord inside of your spirit. You've got power inside of your spirit. My gift from God is to move you into your spirit, man, where God is, where you know all things, where things present and things to come are yours. Come with me into the kingdom of God. Hey guys, welcome back to the Kingdom Dynamics podcast. I'm Jonathan here in Melbourne, Australia. We are operating the Melbourne Underground Church, melbourneundergroundchurch.com, which is really exciting. It's exciting because there are people doing the same thing all over the world. And if you go back and look at my website, Melbourne Underground Church, you'll see articles back to 2018 because God said to me, he said, my church will no longer be above ground. I felt like he was saying, I want you to start a thousand churches in Melbourne. And pre-COVID at the time, 2018, 2019, I'm thinking, hang on a minute. Does he mean India? Does he know where I am? Because Melbourne doesn't even have a thousand churches now, you know, above ground. But look at what has happened. I thought he was, you know, rebuking and condemning the, the watered down wayward Christianity, the apostasy in the church that we all see. If you're listening to this, I just want to encourage you, you are awake. You are awake. I'm telling you, there is such a strong delusion in the earth today that you have had to have heard from God the Father, like Peter, who heard from God the Father, who Jesus Christ really was. Jesus said, man has not revealed this to you. Flesh and blood have not revealed this to you, but my Father in heaven. And I'm telling you the truth. The church has been speaking largely from what man is saying. I detested and was revolted at the idea of a purpose-driven church. I was grieved when my pastor forced us to read that book because I knew there was something wrong. And, you know, there are some truths in leadership, teaching, and, and John Bevere and all these sorts of people, but I really believe that Christ is a jealous lover. He's a jealous God. He calls us to lose our lives. And today there's a link in this message, and I want you to watch the video from this beautiful lady over in the United Kingdom. But I'm going to play a couple of snippets right about now, 
And I just love what she's saying because this is a return to the kingdom of God. The shaking that we have been through has been God. The Bible is clear that God brings the shaking. God said, once again, I will shake. So when your life is shaken, what is it that remains? Are you a Christian? Well, you're going to find out. Are you lukewarm? You're going to find out. When you lose your job, when people turn against you, when you're persecuted, when God shakes the heavens and the earth, you will know who you are of and everyone around you will know. We're coming into a time of great convergence. If you read the Bible from this perspective, you will realize that everything is going to come together under Christ. One heaven, one earth that's combined, converged. The Father is going to be with the Son, who's going to be with the Spirit, who's going to be with the church. The Son will no longer be our light. The moon will no longer be our light, but God will be our light. God is bringing all things under Christ. All things are going to come under Christ. And then he's going to give it all back to the Father. It is about oneness. Jesus taught us to pray that heaven and earth would be one. Jesus prayed that we would love one another and that we would be one. And right now there's a great convergence and God is shaking the heavens and the earth. Don't try to put things back together again. That's the mistake that even now 80% of the awake church is doing. They're still trying to go back. They're trying to hold on to their television and their paintings as the earth is shaking and things are falling off the walls. God is wanting them to fall off the walls. God is revealing who you are. If you are standing on the rock, you will stand. If you are not standing on the rock, you will fall. There were 10 virgins, five were wise, five were foolish. There were sheep and there were goats. There were good fish and bad fish, wheat and tares. And we are coming into a stage where we are being revealed. Some of us as the sons of God, our faces shining. And we're going to be walking out there in the streets today. And this is not a protest, but I mean, we are physically and prophetically walking outside and people will say that your face is glowing and they will begin to realize that we have not been with medication, but we have been with God because we're going to be the only happy ones. We're going to be the ones who are shining. We're going to be the ones who aren't getting sores and and blotches on our body from the seals that are going to be opened that have not yet been opened, we're going to be happy. We're going to be not suffering from mental illness that comes as a result of, of what we put in our bodies. So just listen to this beautiful lady a couple of times and and please go and listen to this message. What is the message? The message is the kingdom of God. This is not a kingdom of self. Jesus Christ didn't invite you to follow. You know, he did invite you to follow him, but he didn't invite you to him in his proclamation of the kingdom. But really, if you read his own words, he invited you into the kingdom of God. He didn't say, repent, for Jesus is here, although that's really important. He said, repent, 
for the kingdom is here. And I think that there's a mistake in our Western, selfish, individualistic, colonizing Christianity where we say, come to Jesus, and that's good. He's the author and perfecter of our faith. But we say, come to Jesus, and Jesus will live in your heart, but we don't give him our body. We don't give him our mind, will, and emotions. And we don't come to the kingdom of God, which requires the total loss of yourself. It's not Jesus being added to my heart. It's me giving my heart, my mind, my soul, my body, my time, my future, my past, my will, my emotions in total yieldedness and surrender to Jesus. It's not so much Jesus coming to me as me coming to him, but he calls us to lose our lives. And the kingdom message that Jesus preached is violent. The kingdom message that Jesus preached is lose your life to find it. Die to self. Put down your cross. Lose your life. Seek first the kingdom. It's not about adding a personal relationship, a puppy dog Jesus to follow us around like an accessory where I go to church to get my best life, I go to church to get blessed, I go to church to get gifts, to get healing, to make me look good. It's about total Jonathan doesn't exist anymore. It is no longer I who lives, but Christ who lives within me. And I want to encourage you, this whole pandemic, this 2020, 2021, it's only just the beginning. Because if you can see the Bible for what it's actually saying, It's saying God is going to come back. It's saying that the shaking continues to the point where literally heaven and earth pass away. The shaking that's begun is going to get worse, not better. It's God who sends the strong delusion. But he has called you to believe. And right now, it's the testing of your faith that develops perseverance. It's the problems and the trials that forge you together. It causes you to have brotherly love. It causes you to have brotherly love, not a fake, how you're doing on a Sunday love. And you don't really care about what's going on in their life because you don't know them. But when you are in the trenches together, when one of you doesn't have a job, and the other one has to humble themselves and, and, and ask you for food. And you have to do without so that you can provide for, for, for a family that you know and you are doing life together and you are suffering together. That is where communion happens. Communion is doing life together really being dependent on each other, humility. We become the body of Christ But first, we must have not only come to Jesus, we must not have only received Jesus, but we must enter the kingdom of God through which you cannot be. You you cannot, it's like entering the eye of a needle. It's like, how can a rich man enter the kingdom? Well, it would be easier for a camel to enter through the eye of a needle. What's he saying? He's saying you have to die You lose your life. You lose yourself. When you go into the kingdom, you do not exist anymore. And unfortunately, I think we've had a form of Christianity, a form of godliness that denies its power. And thank God it is destroyed. And I'm announcing it today. It's over. There is no above ground church. There may be in the future established a very, very few select 
gateway churches where people can enter the underground church through the above ground church. But I'm telling you, Jesus is moving in your homes, in your hearts. Don't look to the natural. You don't need a big building. You don't need a big bank account. You don't need a fivefold ministry to, you know, you know, control you. You have the spirit of God. Yes, submit, surrender one to another, carry each other's burdens, bear with those who are weak if you're strong. Of course, seek out teachers and pastors and apostles. And if they're there, God will will bring them to you and, and around you. Don't worry about that. Don't be under fear. But if you have nobody, you pray, you preach the gospel. If you have one person, then pray together, do communion together. If you have three people, go out in the streets and help people. Find out those neighbors around you who need something. Lay hands on the sick. Realize that it's not you who heals them. I was talking to mum about this the other day, and I want to honor her for sending me this video, but we were talking about healing people. See, Jesus didn't heal everybody. He didn't because it was it was the 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 woman who was was begging him to heal her son or her daughter, I can't remember. But Jesus said, I'm not going to give my bread to the dogs. There, he didn't heal everybody in in his hometown because of their unbelief. He he healed when the presence of God was there to heal. He healed when he was moved with compassion. Yes, there are scriptures that says that he healed everybody. There were moments, but, but what I'm trying to say is Jesus only did what he saw the Father doing. That's biblical. Jesus healed when people had faith. He said, your faith has made you well. You know, did he heal them as much as their faith healed them? Because Jesus, who healed them, said, your faith healed you. He said, if you believe you will see these things. So it's actually more to do with the other person and the condition of their heart. Are they willing to receive? Are they willing to humble themselves? Are they willing to come to him? Yes, there are times when we heal through just an impartation of power. Yes, there are times when we heal, but it's not us who's healing them is my point. The point is it's often the faith of the person biblically it's often the compassion that jesus felt which which i believe was was the holy spirit in him who was moving him to compassion it says he was moved in his bowels which is like the holy spirit is 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 recognized to be around that area in your body your 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 the rivers of living water will flow out of your bowels out of your belly so what i'm saying i'm trying to break it open you don't heal people and and often you just it's not just you don't just pray for somebody oh you know that's a religious christianity oh, i better pray for them they're sick you know yes jesus please heal them blah 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 not what if not if they don't want to be healed not if they don't have faith you know there's a, jesus put responsibility on the recipient he said do you believe he said what do you want me to do for you he he said the presence of god was there to heal and then he healed it said he was moved with compassion. You know, it's not so simple as just let's pray for everybody. No, I don't really believe it is that. I believe that we are to be led by the Spirit of God because, again, it's not about me. 
It's not about us. We, if we have died to self, if we have entered the kingdom of God through total abandonment to self, then we are doing what the Father is doing. We are saying what the Father is saying. We are not afraid of man. We're not looking to men's opinions. We're not looking for approval. But we are afraid of God. And the fear of God is the beginning of wisdom. And the beginning of wisdom is what leads us and guides us into all truth. He is the spirit of truth. The Holy Spirit is the spirit of truth. And the Holy Spirit is the spirit of wisdom. In Proverbs, he is the Holy Spirit. We love you, Holy Spirit. We seek first the kingdom. We ask for you, Holy Spirit, today. Indwell us now in Jesus' name. I hope you guys enjoy these few snippets. Please read the Bible from a kingdom perspective today. In Jesus' name. Thank you for listening. I've been Jonathan. Speak to you soon. Hey, guys, this is real. I'm on the bus about to go back to my car and no one's on here but the Lord spoke to me today about communion and he said, are you receiving me or are you just receiving my body? You know, when we receive Jesus, we we need to receive his personality. We need to receive his character. He is king. He is Lord. He is more than just the body of Jesus Christ. He is is the man, the son of God, the son of man, resurrected on the third day, seated at the right hand of God. When he comes back, he's not coming back as a lamb. He's coming back as a lion. He's coming back with tens of thousands of angels. And he's going to make his enemies his footstool. He's going to make your enemies your footstool. So today as we take communion, you know, Jesus has provided salvation. He's provided forgiveness for sins. But he's also provided victory, eternal life, and total destruction of your enemies. Let him be Lord. He wants to be your Lord. He wants to be your owner. He wants to be your king. He wants to be your healer. Will you allow him to be that to you today? Would you follow him for who he really is? Would you follow Jesus, the king, the person, the man, not just following an idea from religion, but would you look at the Bible and see Jesus, the king, powerful, eternal, name above every other name, Every knee will bow and allow him to be himself. He's looking to be himself with you today. He wants to be himself.